0: Welcome to Pint of Football, where much like Joey Barton, we're performing below par, but our small army of sycophants are keeping us in a job. My name is Tom Meadowcroft, and with me, as always, is Daz Napton.
1: Hello, and please do not ever compare us to Joey Barton again. I will try. So anyway, we're back on our ground crawlers, and it's a season finale for us, after we uh, Come to the end of the 2015-2016 season, which just uh, before we started recording, Tom, you'll uh, you'll remember most fondly for that Liam Lawrence free kick, which you weirdly named as your goal of
0: the season. Yeah, I clearly didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> I, I, I literally just watched it back and it was really pedestrian. Please please ignore my previous vlog. I don't know, I had some good
1: stuff in there. I imagine for people who want to find out about like Western League grounds but don't particularly need advice on football in general it might be quite good <laughs> yeah exactly like there are a couple knocking about like that where I think there's one there's definitely one it's called like the Manchester something he might be called like the Manchester, Manchester. Hopper. Manc-Hopper, yeah and yeah. like most of his at least half of the content is usually the pubs he went to beforehand which is for me, quite
0: a good thing. Yeah. yeah. I like guys that I like that have been going forever because you can you can Google any ground at any level and there will be pictures and a description and yeah, fair play to those guys. Yeah. I can't I, I can't be to do it anymore. But I'm glad uh, someone else. Yeah. Not but, wrong
1: with that. Anyway, we are here to talk about the legendary third instalment of our trio of ground hops through the Western League, which uh, happened over five years ago now, which seems uh, mental because we've done however many grounds since then together. But this third and final instalment took us to Hengrove, which is, uh, dare I say it, in your region.
0: Yeah, um, it's right on the southern outskirts of Bristol, um, as I call it, bandit country. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the ground is called Norton Lane. You really, really, really like testing my memory with this first season. But um, yeah, I remember there were some funny incidents. Uh, As always, some funny human beings we interacted with. One of the first things that sticks out in my mind is the big green tarpaulin banner on their clubhouse that said, welcome to Hengrove Athletic in Comic Sans. Yeah, and Comic I- Sans has taken a real beating in the last sort of five years. Perhaps not deservedly, but there it is. Well, you say last five years. I
1: suppose this was over five years ago. So maybe this was the the end. This is maybe the high point for the font. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the log font. Maybe it was the log point. Someone saw it from Microsoft, who works in Microsoft, and went, that's it, sack this font off now. It's being used everywhere.
0: While we're, while we're just, like, reeling off random memories also, I remember you being constantly surprised that there were Skittle alleys in every single clubhouse. Yeah, like I mean... You're apparently unaware of what Skittles
1: is. I still haven't actually been able to have a game. And the next time we go to a Western League ground, I'm going to propose that we have a game if we can.
0: It's like, imagine playing bowling, right? But the lane is a million years old and full of just holes that you can't see. I imagine it is quite a challenge to play, but also it does
1: look like it should just be a kid's game.
0: Oh, people take it very seriously, Daz. There are leagues. There are leagues. Well, there's a version where there's a version, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but you've got to hit the first pin first, otherwise it doesn't count. That's how serious Skittles is in this part of the world. Well, sure, you just try and
1: hit them all, don't you?
0: Well, yeah, but like if you don't hit the first one first, then nothing counts. Christ, (laughs) they have VAR on this. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I imagine a load of West not. West Country folk after ten siders trying to play, saying you didn't hit the first one first is going to end up yeah. in a right
0: old scuffle. It's probably this trial by combat, really. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> there's no better that. place for it than a, than a football clubhouse, anyway. Yes. But yeah, no, you are right. That was one of my standout memories from the, from the get go. I'd forgotten about the green. Um, tarpaulin banner but i do remember that and i also remember um the the main stand in green which was called the eu stand
0: yeah the eww stand Mm. so like like the american word for something that's slightly unpleasant There's there's a lovely little picture of you sat in the eu stand which is the only place for you really
1: well yeah that's it there's it's uh it had to be done. It's up there with some of the humorously named stands. But all I think nothing will ever beat butthole lane, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I want to go out of the butthole. There is um what's it called? The um the Taco Bell End stand. Where's that? Uh it's somewhere, it's somewhere like in the northeast, I think. And it's obviously Taco Bell sponsored it, and because it's a, it's the the end stand, it's called the Taco Bell End Stand.
0: That's extraordinary.
1: <laughs> but yeah, the the U stand is in in comparison in Western League a fairly decently named. It probably does actually stand for like Edward Warrington Water
0: Supplies <laughs> or like that. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so Haringey's Ultras um, are called the End.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of humour to be had with that.
0: We are the End, Coles Park.
1: It, it just begs the question, doesn't it? Maybe do these names come out before the references become humorous, or are they just not taking themselves so seriously? Maybe it's a mixture of the both.
0: Yeah, I mean... We'll talk about Haringey in a later episode. So let's not, not yeah. ruin that one. <laughs> anyway, so Hengrove has the U Stand, which is a sort of, a, you know, corrugated iron temporary doodad that you get at every Western League ground with about 30 seats in it. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. And then next to that, they've got a really, really tiny, like, covered terrace. It's only got, like, one step on it. Um, and that's really about it. There's a the clubhouse, um, so you could that's behind the goal. you could stand there and you know that's good proximity to the beer, so that's always nice. Decent clubhouse uh, as well, uh, yeah, very decent clubhouse. then you've got nice painted green dugouts on the other on the other side. I don't think there's hard standing all around, but that's all right. you're in the you're in Somerset. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it and uh, as
1: I keep saying in these last three episodes, quite biased. because I-, I loved the Western League uh, stuff we've done together, but yeah, I-, I haven't been to a bad Western League ground yet. I don't think. I
0: think because we've, we've been there twice and I think both times we've just had we just had a really nice time, like it's, it's just been a good match.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and speaking of the match itself, the first time we went, of course, um, it was to what Hengrove take on um, Chard in the first division of the Western League, having the night before gone to watch Welton in the same division. So uh, we managed to do um, a couple of first division matches and, and Hengrove actually won that 1-2-1. One, one. Uh, looking back at the blog, they were against uh, Chard, who were at the time, I believe, Top yeah, of the league. I think
0: it was actually it was actually like a really big deal, wasn't it? I think it was yeah. like um the league decided, but there was still only about fifty people there.
1: Yeah, well that's it. I think I think it might have been someone like Wells City or someone had a game in hand and but this was actually Chard's last game. So I think they kind of needed to win it to 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 either sealed promotion or be in contention still. But yeah, apparently they were also, according to my blog, which seems weird for the last game of the season, managerless. (laughs) Which you've got to wonder what went on there if on the last day of the season they haven't got a manager and they're top.
0: Yeah, well, that's just just the tool station league for you, mate. Yeah, but again, I'm all for it. Ah, absolutely. Um, so I want to just just talk about two of the mental people that we spoke <laughs> to. Um, I, I believe
1: the the correct <laughs> phrase is uh, local characters.
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah, yes. Yeah, some of the rambun- rambunctious local characters that make these trips so so wonderful and memorable. Um, first was a guy who was just sort of stood in front of the terrace, not really doing much. But he started regaling us with the statistics of how many balls that the club had lost over each hedge of the season. So uh, on that day, we can confirm that there were eight balls that had been lost over the one where we were stood. And three to the one behind the goal opposite the clubhouse.
1: Some some stats, I don't think you'd get that if you went to I mean, if you went to old Trafford. I don't think you'd have someone telling you that.
0: Is he is it, has someone asked him to do that? Is he writing that down in any way? I mean Or is that just something that he he's that he's doing for the love of looking at hedges? You know what you
1: know what some ground poppers are like he probably um has like a notebook where he keeps track of every team in the country and how many <laughs> balls
0: they've lost uh, I can't I can't wait for his um balls lost Alamac to come out in 2030
1: if he if he writes a book and releases it essential. if he writes and does a book we're definitely going to be reviewing it on this
0: poddy yes Please get in touch if you are this man. Actually, please don't. Hengrove Hedge Watcher. Uh, another one. Th- th- this is such a minor thing, but it's lived long in our memories. Half time arrived and we retired to the clubhouse to recharge our pints. And as we as we came out, you know, full of the full of the joys of life, fresh ciders in hand. Uh, a a lovely, plump, red-faced gentleman strode past us and simply said, that's it, lads. Have a beer. Go on.
1: Yeah, was he supposed to be egging us on? Was he angry that he wasn't allowed to have a beer? I don't
0: know. I think he was just just really happy for us. Which is lovely. Um, But just a bit weird.
1: Wednesday night, game maybe maybe he's come out with his partner and she said you're not having a beer tonight you can drive. Come on
0: lads have a
1: beer. Can I can I just have a can I just have a quick
0: sniff. Can I just sniff it, yeah. Aww. Well I mean we've been we've been chastised for, for drinking at um ground flopping events before so specifically maybe at Hangrove actually, actually on our second trip. Are we gonna do the second trip?
1: Well, we can quickly mention it, can't we, before we wrap this up? We're we're about there, talking about the ground. But, yeah, the second trip, I mean, the first trip, the first game was very pleasant, very nice, uh, really nice um, early summer's evening. It was a nice sunset and all the rest of it. But the second trip was very much a, if you can picture it, fourth game of the day, (laughs) which... Oh, when yeah. I when I hear it myself say those, that. It
0: was one of those ones that um players hate and dweebs like us love because the entire schedule gets rearranged so that we can watch like seven or eight games over the course of a weekend. Oh, I'm shaking just thinking about it. I know. Um so it leads it leads to a lot a lot of a lot of drinking for us. Not other people who are more interested in, you know, collecting statistics and whatnot.
1: How many balls yeah. went over the hedge? That sort of thing.
0: <laughs> but by the time we got to Hangrove for the for what was the night game, we were, I would say, I would say a bit beyond Mary.
1: Well, um, just just to remind you, we did stagger it so that we would only have three pints per ground. So by that. Maths. We would have been on
0: our tenth, eleventh, and twelfth pints of the day. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. It's it's really not. It sounds like we're trying to brag. We're really not. We've got better yeah. since. We've got better since then. Like we've calmed down. We were just excited children. Uh, yeah. I think it was also the fact that we weren't
1: driving. I think usually when one of us drives, it makes for a much better experience for both of us. Really. <laughs>
0: Anyway, so if I remember rightly, it was Hengrove versus uh Hallen. And I guess it must have been quite near the end of the season. I don't know whether there were a lot of sending offs so or there were a lot of injuries, but basically it was like nine against eight or something. And we took it upon ourselves to stand behind the dugouts and start offering advice to the Hengrove manager. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember exactly what your piece of advice was, but he turned around and said something like, uh, no, I can't remember, you're you can going to finish this.
1: Yeah, what happened was um, he got to the point where um, I think they were defending a 3 2. One of the teams would defend it. That was it. Harlan were defending a 3 2 victory, and um, Hengrove were trying to chase the game. But the only guy they had on the bench was a defender and one of their strikers got injured. So they went to like, a, I don't know, like a 3-3-1 three, three, or whatever it was by this point. And I just I just shouted over. I was like, why are you bringing a defender on? Or something like that. And he just turns around he was like, I've got no choice, lads.
0: <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't up for any of your shit.
1: But it did pay off because they got the equaliser and drew three all. So um, I, I can't remember that. Well, it did. I am. We must have walked away around to the other side by this point. But if I was that manager, the first thing is that I would have done is come over to me and like started shaking me, going, "Have it,
0: have <laughs> well, it, drunken nerd."
1: But yeah, that that one did go
0: a bit too far. But and then we got stuck because hangroves, I, I I always forget that Hangroes actually quite far, quite far out. And um, no one wanted to give me a lift home. Quite surprise, quite unsurprisingly. And eventually, a man called Neil from I think Nottingham, who was part of the uh, ground top weekend entourage, gave very, very kindly gave us a lift back to Southampton. Oh, that there. guy. Yeah. Neil, if he... you're listening to us, you really did save our ass.
1: Saved our life. We've been in a worse or at least similar situation more recently, haven't we, where we were We've stuck in worse jams, but
0: Bristol's, you
1: know. Bristol City Centre. And even though it was only like nine o'clock, there was no way of getting back to um, Seven Beach. So we had to get the dreaded £400 Uber. It wasn't that expensive, yes. but it felt you, like you've it.
0: Mo- you've moaned about the public transport in this uh, part of the world before. It's such a big city.
1: The fact you can't get out of the city centre to the rural districts at 9 p.m. is mental. This is
0: why it annoys me when, like, I'm not trying to start a north-south divide argument here, but it always annoys me when people in, like, you know, Sunderland and whatnot moan about their lack of public transport. Ours is just as shit. It's all of us against London and the home counties. Don't discount us just because we're technically in the south. Yeah. I digress. I guess. Lot, I guess that was back in the days where our luck held up and we just got away with poor planning. Yeah. Never but hang on to see how it all goes wrong in future trips. Yeah. Well, yeah. The
1: next season of uh, Ground Crawlers, which will cover the, the following uh, year of football, I think we'll see us go to such glamorous places such as Dundalk and Belfast. So oh, yeah, um,
0: it started getting pretty interesting. Yeah, got, it started
1: getting interesting, but also, as you just said there, planning all of a sudden became a bit more vital as we would leave a match in Belfast four hours before a flight from Dublin. Um, yes. Just to give you a bit of a teaser to to see if we actually managed to make that trip.
0: So what did we have this season before we wrap it up? We had Stafford Rangers, Kidderminster Harriers, Cribs, Welton and Hengrove. And Mac. And Mac. If I'm going to rate those, I'm going to say Stafford Rangers first, Kidderminster Harry is second, Macclesfield third, Welton fourth, Cribs fifth, and Hengrove sixth. And that's, but as I say, every time we go to Hangrove, we always have a lovely time, but it's just the most basic ground of a lot. Yeah, I think. When you look
1: at, I think the best weekend in terms of both grounds being amazing that we've probably, I would say, ever done was uh, Marsden Road in Agborough. I think they were both yeah. two top grounds. Really, we got quite lucky with that in the first season, but then again, we had the whole of the country to choose from back then. Now it's a bit more like, where can we actually go that we're both going to get some new new
0: action? Oh man, we've got we've got forever. We've got a whole lives. Don't worry
1: about we do. it. We do. Anyway, we'll wrap this one up. Go on then. Yeah. Fire us home with a joke, Tom.
0: I say, I say, I say, does. What is what? the least spoken language in the world? Don't know. Sign language. Not a joke. That's a fact. Good night. Max don't care about your feelings. <laughs>